Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am joined today by Laura Taylor. Hey. Link Keller. Yo. And Marquides. Hello. Hello, team. It's my turn again? Is it my, is it my turn again? Why yeah, is it my you, turn again? You, because you decided to give us a topic. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody else gave a topic. So uh my my uh my topic came uh to me when we when i was playing um small little little indie game uh called uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom never and heard of it and never heard of it yeah no it's 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 good it's good <clears throat> so there will be no spoilers here but uh i had kind of uh oh, what do i call this not a i had a, a realization so I'm playing this game. So, so for context, this is the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and I've played, I've played about 150 hours of Breath of the Wild through two playthroughs. I I like the game a lot, and one thing that I liked about the game was how you kind of had this very open world, and you weren't sure if you could climb that mountain or if you could get this far or get to a particular thing. And so I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm doing exactly that again. It's like, oh, I'm like, can I climb the mountain? Can I do this? Can I make it this way? Let me try this. And I'm enjoying it. And after a play session, I stopped and I thought, wait a minute. This is the sequel. There's like a hundred different ways that I could have done this because there, there are all these new tools that weren't available in the first game. And even though the game is teaching me to do, to use them and sometimes even requiring me to use them to get from point A to point B, I'm so used to the way I used to do it that I, I just did not uh, actually use any of those things. So, of course, it, it got me thinking how how we do that in real life. It's like, oh, I, I go to therapy or I go to the gym or I don't go to school, do trainings at work, and you don't remember the things that you just learned. Uh, and you keep doing things like you were doing them before. Like you go back to old habits and you start, uh, like, I don't, why does that happen? What does that happen team? <laughs> why, why am I not using all the new features in Zelda? Why am I, uh, not using all of the, the amazing things that I've learned in, in therapy over the years? Because new habits are hard to build. Get out of here. And we like to be in our comfort zone and do things the way we know. Explain that to me. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't like it either. I I can explain it, but I don't like it. Um, I also... uh, I do like some new things in games. I like new games and things like that. And I will get to the real life piece of it, but like... I'm playing Jedi Survivor and I keep getting new stances oh, and yeah. new outfits and things like that. Nope, I want Cal to look the way he was on the on like the the first cutscene. Um, I changed the color of his outfit to be more colors I like, but like I don't I don't mess around with all the hair and stuff. Uh, I like the the two lightsabers and the double bladed lightsaber. I don't use the new stances. Um, yeah, I I like to use the things I'm used to, partially because I know I'm more efficient at it and I know what I'm doing. Um, 
but these new tools are we're more powerful and we can do more sometimes things. they are sometimes they are sometimes they're not right like if i were to try and teach myself to type on a keyboard the way you're supposed to at school i would be way slower than i am right now with my master typing skills um wait, wait, wait. how do you type <laughs> elaborate <I> might, <laughs> elaborate my hands go to the place where you're the starting position you're supposed to with your pointer finger on the little dots right on the f and the j but my fingers don't go to the ones that exactly the way that they say whatever like i don't know i can't tell you exactly which ones go where but i just type um and it's not the way that they teach you at school exactly well, this right. is, this was backwards then. This one is like if you learned a new right. If you if the way that you if do it is faster is better. The new way is faster and yeah. better. Yeah, and then you stopped teaching it. Mm -hmm. No, no, but then you stopped and just started doing the old way. Mm -hmm. That that that's guess, more yeah. alive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, we like to do the things that we are used to because we are creatures of habit, um, and it is really hard to build routines and do new things. Because it's not what we know and not what we're used to. And our brains fall back on those ha old patterns because that's the neural pathways that have been firing, right? And it takes a long time to switch to new pathways. I think I have to say that at least once a day at my work. <laughs> Sometimes five times a day. To yourself or to, uh, to clients? <laughs> to clients. Three to clients, two and, to yourself. <laughs> and to remind myself both that I also need I take time to change the, my habits, but also that my clients take time to change their habits and that it is a process. Um, so yeah. even like that makes sense to me from a behavioral standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for certain things. But what about, does the same apply to your thoughts? Like to to thinking? Does it Does the same um revolve around traumatic responses to you know all these things does the same apply i mean i feel like it does i mean we're talking behaviorally but thoughts and uh thoughts and traumatic responses and all those like anxiety pathways that's all going through your brain too so so but so but what what why do we so when we develop the new habit uh-huh and it takes why does time it stick to, around it, it, why does it, it stick around why does it, it go doesn't away stick around because you have to keep doing it to get it to stick around but then that means you have to keep doing it even though you want to do the old ones what if you don't want to do the old one that's the problem you don't want to do the old one you want to do the new one why do we why do we go back to the old see one? i want to do the old one <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay so i don't know how to answer i don't know how to answer that it, it comes down to it's like neurological resources right it costs more energy mm -hmm. to do the new thing not necessarily because it is more difficult but because it is new your brain needs to pay more attention to it right i think a great example would be like when you are driving a route to work or school or whatever and you're driving the same route all the time like there comes points where your brain is not engaging in the drive <laughs> above the very baseline bottom level and you just appear in the parking lot where you're going you're like wow i don't remember actually driving here but here i am and so if you change your path you have to be way more focused and your brain is way more engaged and that is more resource intensive and so if you're not being like 
really on top of reinforcing the the change, your brain is like, um, my whole bag is doing as many shortcuts as I can. And I know that this one is shorter than whatever the heck you're trying to do right now. So I'm just going to swing, swing you over into the old habit. Mm-hmm. Save, you, save you a couple of uh, batteries so you can play more video games or something. <laughs> Which is precisely why we end up going on autopilot if we're going mm-hmm. the same direction to go to a friend's house as we are to work and it's like oh we drive the path to work all the time so that's where we must be going not to the friend's house yeah i've done that a couple of times you take mm-hmm. take a freeway exit that goes to one p- place you go to regularly it's like this time i'm going to the dmv that's like the next block down it was like no you're yeah. in the parking lot is the place <laughs> you always go to the house what damn it <laughs> It's not where I meant to go. And then you have that shame moment of like, gosh, I really hope nobody's paying attention to the weirdo who just drove into the parking lot and then looked really annoyed and then turned around and drove away. Is everybody judging me right now? Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They might not have been then, but Josue is definitely judging you now. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Um, I want to judge Mark now. Um, Please, the Mark. I have, I have a question for you and and Lara, I guess, because you know when when y'all have seen clients lately, how often? Like, yeah, Lara, you said every day, right? Um, you have to mention this, but you've you've both done um, like uh, inpatient settings, right? And so, how often do you see? Like, how often do you see a client? suffering from something doing way better for a while and then falling back right to the old behaviors which which again are not uh, they're not helpful maybe they are comfortable you know but just just um or it's like they were useful in a certain context but that context no longer exists Mm mm-hmm Right. A lot of trauma responses are like that, where it's like we don't want to shame people for doing a behavior that allowed them to survive. But when you're not in that survival state anymore, that's harming you. So how do we change it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for for me, um, since I really do work, since like right now I'm working with that inpatient level, I do get I do get some repeaters every now and again. And there's a couple times and I kind of joke around with them about it. Um, but a lot of times too, what I'm kind of seeing is um, it's not that they don't need to act in that certain way anymore, or react that certain way or behave a certain way anymore. It's that unfortunately for us, nine times out of 10, when they're discharging, because we're just for stabilization, they're still going back to those same things and they don't have the resources necessarily available to them to create a change in their environment. And so their brain kind of goes back into that instinctual mode. Um, and then they start doing the, the they start re-engaging in their trauma responses because to them, they're still in that survival mode. And so for them, that's what's working but it's also not working and then they end up coming back because either a family member gets fed up with it um, because they're not realizing that they might be the problem or you know it's again like they it it, 
they take that response and they go a little too far and um you know then it becomes a a, a danger or a concern and you know they, then they need to come back and you know I try my best to try to set them up for that path of success or try to find a way to make it work. And the unfortunate thing is that sometimes I just can't. Um, and then that kind of falls into my own thought patterns and things like that. Um, so everything that I learned in therapy about saying it's not my fault cause it's not, you know, it's not like I'm purposely doing it. Uh, that goes right out the window and I go right back mm-hmm. into people pleasing behavior. Uh, and I just want to make everybody happy. Please stop being mad. Stop being sad. Just be happy, please. Um, and then I often have to catch myself sometimes when I'm in that self degrading talk or that, or I'm getting too hard on myself and be like, hold on, wait a minute. We learned how to not do this. So let's stop doing it. Um, Why did you still- stop doing it before? Why do you keep doing it again? You know, it's what I like to call my ultra instinct mode where I'm just not thinking at all Got it. about Got my it. thoughts, about my actual thinking process. I'm not thinking about my thinking. I'm not meta thinking here. Um, it. it just it just happens and it just kind of falls back into it's almost like a like a subroutine mm-hmm. where it's a it's a process that's constantly running in the background, but I'm not paying any sort of active attention to it so i'm not recognizing that it's still there at times and it's only when i start trying to figure something out that i start finding it just randomly somewhere in the crevices of my brain and now it's at the front and then once it's calls once i i brought it to my attention then i can start dealing with it but i think ultimately it's kind of always like a background process that's just constantly running i can't find it's like a like a music tab you can't find it you're trying to close everything and you just can't find it anywhere uh i like i like that metaphor my my mind went immediately to like why is my computer chugging so hard let me just go to the task manager and it's like why am i running 80 versions of spotify right now why is that happening i'm not even listening to music (laughs) just force force quit everything why don't you guys just restart the computer defrag rewrite the code that's the unfortunate thing it's very hard to do a a force restart (laughs) on your own brain I Check can't just like fresh drivers. Like, what is going on here? I, I I'm, I'm unfortunately cannot just uh, go to sleep in the middle of the workday and just collapse on the floor and just do a, a hard reboot. But, um, but why not, Mark? Yeah, why I wish, not? I wish uh, TV was real, where when anybody <laughs> bonks you on the head with any item, it immediately knocks you unconscious for thirty seconds to uh, two hours. But you're always perfectly fine afterwards i would no love concussion. for that to be real mm-hmm. i would love to mm-hmm. get just bonked on the head just would you like to see stars bit. or birds Ooh, i think i'd see stars stars i think i'd be a bird person can i can i pick the bird or is it just like basic bird? i don't know how this works <laughs> can, yeah. is there a bird upgrade? is it like roger uh, who framed roger rabbit uh Birds just I want random. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I want Roger Rabbits running around. Okay. Ooh, okay. I like Ooh, that. Okay. I like that. It's your bunk. So of course I'm asking all these questions, right? Because because it is it is so freaking hard to mm-hmm. to give these things up, especially, right? I mean, it all goes back to trauma. <laughs> it all goes back to your parents. <laughs> 
right and that and that early programming it is so so hard and it's so frustrating i mean we wouldn't have we wouldn't have uh some of us here wouldn't have jobs if it weren't because of because of this (laughs) (laughs) yeah who knows what y'all be doing um it is it is it is incredible and i and i I was just so surprised to have that feeling in the game as well, right? Because it's not even, it's like you forget that you have these tools, right? And, and I think, Lara, you, I mean, you know, you, you made it to the punchline like within the first 30 seconds, right? It's like mm-hmm. you're not repeating, right? That you, you need to repeat this stuff. You need to do it over and over again. You need to, I want to stay away from the word habit um, mm-hmm. in a sense, just, but repetition is wrong. important. Like, yeah, teachers talk about like kids need to hear something at least three times to remember it. I, more than that, adults yeah. need to hear it. And I get so many clients who are like, "I know we're talking about the same thing that we talked about last week, or we've talked about this a month ago. I know we got to talk. Like, why are we talking about it again? Because we got to talk about it as many times as you need to talk about it to get it in like to soak it in right and and be able to hear it in a way and i try to say things differently each time but have the same meaning so that it goes in and oh now i'm gonna do it a little differently and so we gotta practice and there are people that come to me and we need to check in every week about like well how did it go trying that Okay, I didn't do it. Well, why didn't you do it? Let's take a look at that and see what's getting in the way. How do we help you not have those things in the way? What can we change about the environment to do it differently? Yeah. I mean, there's... Um, so what's getting in your way, Josue? <laughs> what is getting in my way? So, so right, like there's the, 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 the research that shows like, oh, it takes like 19 days to build a new habit, mm-hmm. right? Again, like that, I don't think that applies to everything. <laughs> it doesn't. The, no. The no, more it recent, the, the, when I was in school, they said it was 21 days to okay, make or yeah, break a habit. But Where are we at now? The research is like it can be like nine days to like 250 days. It depends on what it is, right? Mm-hmm. There are There are certain behaviors that are easier to change than others. And habits are supposedly easier, and it's going to depend on what it is, but when you do things incrementally and not like, I'm just going in and doing a 10-mile run to every Mm -hmm. day, like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You got to do, like, I'm going to run around the block, and then I'm going to run two blocks, and then I'm going to run three blocks. Well, that's interesting, right? Because that requires like your body just couldn't do it just because you wanted to do it your body can't right. even do it you it's, need to running build up. is a simple example but like th- it's the same kind of thing like suppose like i've had it's, someone tell uh, me they needed for <laughs> flossing they had to remember to like floss like once in the morning right and then it'll only half of their mouth or whatever before they could get to the full mouth that kind of thing and then they got to the habit where they floss twice a day yeah and I don't yeah. know if that's stuck still. So, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think the running still works because it's it's like it does, we, yeah. we spend so much time trying to separate out our brains from our bodies, but our brain mm-hmm. is our body. And there are things that it can't do the first time. It needs to train to get good at it. So I, I think that the running is a good example. But to tie back to your original starting thing with Tears of the Kingdom, um, <laughs> my 65 plus hours I have put into this game so far. Um, and I do think part of it was that I played Breath of the Wild again um, fairly recently last year. Uh, and so like that is closer in the forefront of my mind versus you know playing it in 2017 when it came out um but i i was the same way host way I, I kept reverting to the the things that i would do in breath of the wild to solve problems i was doing it again um and it really was just like the first i want to say like 20 hours of playing that game i had to be legitimately reminded that the um recall skill and the um ascend skill existed like every time i was like well what what does this stupid dungeon even want from me and it's like use your power you dingus all right (laughs) 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 Uh, Um, but once i got you know 20-ish hours in it, it has become easier for me to start to recognize like oh can this this is asking me to use the ascend power i get it but what really like pushed me over the edge was i started playing with it with like i went into a a situation with the intention of like i am going to whatever is behind this door i am going to figure out how to solve it with recall and doing something really silly and fun and having that like you know, things that are enjoyable are more strongly positively reinforced. And so having that experience of just farting around and doing something really silly and successful, my brain was like, okay, you remember recall now. I'm still ascend. I'm still every so often. I'm like, how do I get out of this cave? It's like, ascend, just ascend. It's like, oh, right, 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 right. Still working on that one a little bit. But yes, it was definitely like repetition is straight up is like I put in so many hours in this game at this point. It's like now I'm like, okay, now I get what this game is asking of me uh, and encouraging me to experiment with. So there's, I love that you said I remember recall. (laughs) Remember recall. Oh my God, how could I forget? What was the name of that power again? I just, I can't recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that one was for Nina. Love ya. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, so there are the different versions of this, right? Like the the running thing, the muscle thing, the right. It's like you can. There, there's a cognitive piece of it where it's like the the actual learning, and that goes into the memory stuff, into recall. Um, there's a there's a, a theory of learning called space repetition where it kind of looks at like, oh, this is how long your brain can go, like to to make something stick in your brain it starts it starts fading away after you learn it the first time so within a certain amount of time you have to recall that to be able to for it to stay in your memory for a little longer and then and then the time between then the second time and when it starts fading again is a little longer so within there right towards the end of that you want to recall again and that gap keeps growing but it's you never reach a point where it's like, 
it's 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 stamped forever right Right. it's always there's that thing about like oh you never forget how to ride a bike and i'm like if you go several years without riding a bike that first time you get back on is harrowing (laughs) it's not as it's not as rough as the original time you learned but it's not as easy as the last time you rode a bike (laughs) Mm -hmm. and people Mm -hmm. people forget languages right and i don't mean like oh you took a language at high school you know for three years no they forget their own language yeah Yeah. you were born in a country you spoke that language for years as a child and then after you know you could go there are adults who, who move and stop speaking their own language and then and they they just don't remember it they lose it we had a, a camp counselor come from, I can't remember which country this counselor was from that had, there was a bunch of us inter- that, that were hanging out with the international staff in San Francisco. And we went to a restaurant from their country and the waitress was like, your parents are going to be very mad at you when you get home, you have an American accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, we forget things. Yeah. I um... We don't do them over and over and over again. <laughs> So with with the language piece, uh, I actually minored in German, and I can Nine. barely remember the language. I, I dedicated a, a, a substantial amount of time to studying this culture and this language, mm-hmm. and I can probably hold a very basic conversation, and now I'm going to be expected to speak it um, come Say one Memorial thing. Day. Say one word. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, I, what word is specifically are you trying to what <laughs> the, mark i only took two years in high school of german and i can remember counting a random word here and there maybe there's no conversation and i can recite a poem that's about it <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna google how to say a word in german <laughs> oh that's ein, ein Wort. <laughs> ein Wort is, is how you say that um, I, I think that's so funny that the poem like I think that I there's know. there's definitely something in well, there where if if it's it, it was it's repetition, art, it's a it's children's poem. If there's a rhyming aspect to it, like mm-hmm. those things will stick. In. Like I took French in middle and high school, even though stupid, I should have taken Spanish. I was living in California, uh-huh. real yeah, mm-hmm. bozo real hours. Uh, but I took French. Uh, but in one year in middle school, they did um, like for the. I guess it was sixth grade. They did like a rotation elective class where you would do like two or three weeks in different electives so you could try them out. And so I took, I took you know, three weeks of Spanish in that and we learned um, head, shoulders, knees, and toes in Spanish. And I still remember, mm-hmm. I know that I, I am not in any way good at Spanish or even bad at Spanish. I'm zero at Spanish, <laughs> but I know how to sing head, shoulders, knees, and toes in Spanish because the like singing and the rhyming and it connected mm-hmm. to a song I already knew. So there was like a shortcut for my brain to save that. Cause it's like, oh, I know what that means. And I know the pattern so I can save that and we can just file it right next to English version and we'll just mm-hmm. save it forever. Um, it's like, great. I don't know if I need that, but thank you. <laughs> thank you, brain. Yeah, I I can probably hold basic conversations and there's like two or three songs in German that I could probably sing, like actual songs, not like children's songs. Um, But yeah, like like for me, it was also the same thing. Like I grew up around Spanish, um, didn't retain a single word of it. um, And then to to stick it to my parents who uh, were begging me to take Spanish, I was like, "Mm, German. 
And yeah, so again, it's one of those things where because I didn't really have anybody to practice it with, I've I've lost it. And I spent two weeks in Germany too. So I like had a really good chance to like solidify the language and the culture for me. And um, I, it's all for naught basically because I, I remember like none of it. And again, that's just one of those things where it's, it's a repetition thing. And I had, unfortunately did not. So here I am. I wonder too, I saw a video um, this week. Uh, it was a TikTok from a, an interview done in the 70s with a scientist who was talking about computers and artificial intelligence. And he was explaining why computers are not smart. And the, the explanation that he gave was that he said, I could learn every single phrase, like I could learn every character in Chinese and I could learn how to say multiple phrases and I could learn the questions that could be asked and the appropriate responses. And I could learn all of those things and not know how to speak Chinese, mm. right? I can respond. And and I think, I, obviously like that conversation comes up because now we've got these, um, uh, language learning models and and different mm-hmm. forms of AI that people are interacting with, and you know some people think <laughs> they're sentient now. Um, uh, that guy at Google, I, I saw the 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 CEO of OpenAI the other day in an interview. Someone said like, "Is AI smart?" And his response was, "I don't know." And I've thought about that, like, and the look on his face, and I think it's because. Even though he knows that it's not, it seems like it is because of the way that it's acting. It's acting like they programmed it to act. So to the to the to the observer, like how I don't know, it seems smart to me. How do I know if anybody's smart or not if they appear to be to be smart? So I I think about that and again I'm we're answering questions here that I'm sure more other people have uh, have actual answers to or better answers. But I wonder if it's not just like learning, right? Like, first of all, there's the learning piece. And sure, there's that habit piece. But you can like, you can, you can take on a habit and not know um, what the, what's it called? You can, you can know you can have the habit built in, but like, does it have meaning? You know, is it actually something that you've like integrated into your life? I think it, I think it's um, you know that argument that uh, all of us made at school at one point that was like, hey, uh, are we like, when am I ever going to use this? Mm-hmm. And then, but use it not in the sense of like, oh yeah, like brush your teeth. <laughs> Right? It's like, okay, yeah, no, I, I can brush my teeth every day. But like, do you know why? Is it really integrated into the, the system? Or are you just doing it to to do it? What are, what are your thoughts on that? I'm trying to think of like, there are, as we were talking about this, there's a whole bunch of things. I think... Um, if we don't use the thing, right, our our brains as 
we talked about different pathways going different ways, a lot of the times it can be use it or lose it. And there are some things that stick around for a while, like riding a bike, but it is harder to do. Um, but like there are pieces of algebra completely forgotten. However, I do remember uh, percent over 100 equals is over of because I do that a lot. Um, and it's something easy and mnemonic to remember. <clears throat> right? Um, like Link was bringing up the idea of songs, poems, things that make it easier to remember. Currently, I'm trying to learn Hebrew. Um, and How's it going? Um, using Duolingo, I know some words. Uh, it threw me into the deep end. Uh, learning the alphabet in Hebrew is one thing, and it gives you all kinds of pronunciation help. Uh, but then you go into the regular lessons, and there's none of that pre pronunciation help. Uh, so I have no idea how some things are pronounced, but I can recognize it when we go to temple on Fridays. Um, and I can do some... I can... I don't understand what I'm saying necessarily, but I do know the words that the that the rabbi is saying and singing. And the songs, I'm starting to get those down. Um, some of them are harder, the longer ones, but I can, just like when, it, when I'm learning music in English, I can get the, like the chorus of something down or, or certain parts of the song. Um, and I've noticed as things go on, I'm starting to learn, oh, this is when we do this thing. This is when we do that other thing. Um, this is a prayer that means something like this. Uh, and so... It is, it is going okay, but ask me to have a conversation in Hebrew or say anything to the rabbi in Hebrew? Absolutely not. Not happening. Uh, <laughs> but I know, I know, I know, and I know more than Nina knew in religious school. So there's that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of talk of, uh, of immersion in, mm -hmm. in language learning, right? Which is basically like, you have no other choice, mm -hmm. right? All of a sudden it's all there. And the truth is that when we're talking about like these trauma responses or, or or anything like that, the truth is that ideally we're not in that state all the time, mm -hmm. right? So we so we don't get to practice a lot of that, and that's good. It's just frustrating that when you when you need it, you can't find it. Like where yeah. where I put it? <laughs> it means it means you have to spend time like mentally practicing it, mm -hmm. which yeah is tough one to do it but also like get yourself to be like this is a useful thing i should be doing and then repeating it is like oh i, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of oh, i'm sorry i i just um i was just thinking it's kind of like um like people when it comes to like medications and stuff where they like they take it and then they feel good and then like all right i'm good and then they stop decide to just it. stop taking it and then they realize oh, it's, it's not. And then, you know, then they have to go back on it. And, and then the cycle just kind of repeats itself. Mm -hmm. um, but then that, I was also thinking that like, that kind of goes back to um, like what I was saying with my, pa like with the patients I kind of deal with earlier, where sometimes when they leave, they go back and the, the work that they have, like that they, that they've done while inpatient, while it, it set a good like foundation, I don't think they had enough practice with it outside of the immersion factor. And then instead they're mm -hmm. just getting thrown right into it. So it's like, um, like Lara, let's say you, you just learned the Hebrew alphabet and then now you have to go up and recite, recite the whole Torah. 
not going to happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of those instances where it's like, all right, cool. You learned the basics. Now off you go. Just for some of them, at least, and they they get thrown back into their environment that is unhealthy or it's toxic or it's mm-hmm. just downright terrifying for them, and they're going to be expected to utilize everything. It's it's just not going to happen. Um, you can like you can you can, you can you can you can do as many drills for a sport as you want, but it, it's very different than playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when the, the unfortunate thing is that in therapy, most of the time we cannot recreate the the situation in session, or, or we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We do not want to re-traumatize people without proper support and all of that. Um, as a behavior specialist, like people would want me to be there and help the kids. They were always expecting me to just show up when the kids were like in crisis and wanting to help them in that moment. No, that is helpful for me to be there and help them in that moment and learn the skills then because they're practicing it. Then at the same time, it is more, it is easier and more helpful at times to learn it when you're calm and practice and practice and practice and practice and also get the help in reminding to use those skills when you're, when you're escalated and in crisis. Um, I was thinking about, I've talked about one of the more traumatic incidents I had when I was at work and seeing a kid who was doing well, went out into the world, was doing really well and ended up still in a lower level group home, but went back to the school associated with my work um, and had a meltdown because other people were responding to him in the same ways that they used to respond to him. And so he let go of all the things he had learned because he was back in that environment. I honestly believe, and I can't, I can't know for sure, but I honestly believe if he had not ended up in that situation, things would have ended up very differently for him. Yeah. Um, that happens. Because that ha- other, pe- other people suck. <laughs> <laughs> I find that, I mean, not me but i find for some people that uh experience is very obvious when you see somebody like hanging out with their parents and they sort of revert to teen mm-hmm. version of themselves because that's the dynamic that was established um it can be it can be really rough to be all like hey you're you're acting like a 16 year old right now and i know you're not having a good time nobody's having a good time why is this happening having to be like oh it's because i'm with my parents and they they they'll treat me like a 16 year old so i'll act like a 16 year old it's like oof do you want to do that or do you want to change the dynamic it's like oh uh, well you have to put effort in like oh no. no. Huh. Well, who wants to do that? This is why I have. I actually really enjoyed during the pandemic and starting this my switch to telehealth. Like being able to, when people are on vacation or like on Christmas break or whatever, and staying with their parents, hearing them closer to the moment. Like it's not like oh, last week or a month ago, I visited my parents and this, this, and this happened. They're like, I'm in my parents' bathroom and I'm gonna go out there and talk to them five minutes from now help me figure out how to react differently and we can kind of practice and role play and try and figure things out but um yeah we revert to those old patterns often i forgot forgot what it's called 
I don't think it's it's a point of behavior, point of something, right? Like you're you're talking about like being, you know, like five minutes away from the situation, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you're almost right there. You're not in the actual moment, but you're close enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's something you can do in an inpatient uh, setting more, yeah. uh, you know, better when you when you do it at a when you're doing in home. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why I I forget that telehealth is like in home <laughs> counseling. It's like it's like in home, but also not right. There's some semblance of like like you want them to have privacy, um, but yeah, you are in their home. You're just not seeing everything. You're just seeing yeah. what's behind them. Yeah, yeah, but they are in the setting, right? Like mm-hmm. like it happened in this room, right? Like where we had that argument or that fight or. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, yeah, that's just like a, a side thought. So I, uh, I I like how we've looked at this from different um, angles. And I, I started with kind of having the Tears of the Kingdom um, example as like a conversation starter or a way to, you know, like an analogy to this type of thing. Um, and you mentioned Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. which is very similar in, in the sense that it's a sequel and it's not just a continuation of the first game. Like there's new powers, there's new abilities, there's new clothes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, no, thank you. I like the old ones. No. <laughs> yeah, no, but some of that is personal preference, right? Like I like yeah, yeah. the double bladed lightsaber. I thought it was the coolest thing when Darth Maul had that. I wanted that. And then like having dual lightsabers, I like Ahsoka Tano. Like, yeah. I want I want to be like them. The other stances, n- the newer ones, not as interested in a Kylo Ren sword. Um, yeah. It also is less my play style. It moves a lot slower, and I don't like that. But okay. there are several things that, like, they give you skills, and I just, like, start jumping up a uh like it's meant to be that way but i cheese it a little bit and just like keep jumping off the wall multiple times until it glitches and puts me on top uh because well, you've talked me out of this that. being a good example then um we'll, we'll keep it on the list but it's not it's not as good it, it so. is a good it is a good example it, it is a it good works example. but the, the distinction in like the weapon play style is a little different from the mechanical power system, right? And and the the clothing options, right? Like mm-hmm. I I like this cow better than the one in the last game, but I want him to be the one that I see in the trailers and all of that. I want him to look like that. I don't need all these other clothes. I changed the way BD looks only a little bit because I wanted to change the colors because I want to my match colors. your new outfit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, I don't need Cal to have all the crazy hair. It's funny to look at, but like, th- that's not how I'm going to play. <laughs> um, Link, help me with this one. Yes. In Pokemon, you can, you get to a point where you can evolve, but you can choose not to evolve. Mm-hmm. Now, if you evolve, that opens a new skill tree in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can yes. have access to, but you don't have to, you can keep being like, it doesn't necessarily, it isn't detrimental to go to level 100 in your, in your regular form. Is that right? It depends on the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are some Tell Pokemon that with an evolution, they gain um, more 
skill points is not the right word, but they they gain more power uh, for their move more set, stats. Yeah. and they unlock specific moves that are only for that evolution. The other side of that is there are Pokemon that if you don't let them evolve, they also get special moves that you can't get if they do evolve. Um, so there is like a balancing act to it. Um, but most of the time you are correct. There isn't particularly a huge distinction that you can't overcome with the other power-up systems or type matching kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I'm like, oh, no, I don't I don't want to evolve this Pokemon because, like, I'm so attached to this one, you know? Like, mm, maybe, maybe, maybe not. No, I don't want it. When I was playing uh, Pokemon Violet, I I started with Sprigatito, who's so cute and precious, and I evolved it up to its final evolution, which is fine. I don't dislike <laughs> the the middle or last evolutions, but they're not as cute as the baby. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I hit that final evolution, I made it uh, hang out with a ditto um, to get an egg, and I bred a baby, and I gave the baby an Everstone, so it would not evolve and i ended up with a level 100 sprigatito <laughs> um but it it uh, because i didn't evolve it it didn't unlock the dark power sets right it starts mm -hmm. out as just grass type and then as it evolves it becomes grass dark so because i didn't evolve it it was just grass type um yeah. so there was there was a little bit of a uh an exchange there, but I thought it was worth it to send out my cute cutie little baby especially going to uh gyms and fighting like giant terrifying rock monsters and mm -hmm. lightning beasts yeah. and i'm like go kitten and the kitten's like level 100 blade slash Shing! <laughs> um here's one for mark when uh destiny 2 came out i used uh, what's the gun that i liked maybe Lara, you can remember the it was a a rifle oh, it was a it was a legendary oh come on which is the one that i liked i can't remember the name but there was a weapon that was like grandfathered in from the first one and i kept using that weapon for the longest time after it was like it wouldn't get upgraded anymore it couldn't be any stronger and i still insisted on using it and even though i knew like oh like at some point i had to stop because i wasn't even competitive at, at that point like i wasn't even mm -hmm. making a dent in anything but but for the longest time i kept holding on to it even though i knew like there i was just very conscious of like oh there's other there's other stuff that I could use. Why am I using this one? I can't remember the name of it, though. So there's probably it, a better tool for this, but it's already in my hands, and there's a guy uh, I need to shoot in the face, so I guess I'm just going to keep using it. Very different oh. from my Borderlands 3 experience of getting the <laughs> overpowered gun very early on and just using that the entire game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, no. Um, it's the one that doesn't have the radar disappear. Remember? I don't know which one you're talking oh, about. Just on. because I didn't, I didn't really play a whole lot of the first Destiny, so that's that's where my knowledge is very, very fuzzy. But I do, I do kind of have that that same kind of style when it comes to Destiny. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, a couple of just like random guns that you will like you'll get on drops that. I just have a particular one that has a particular role that I just I can't let go of it, so I just I'll find like and they'll they keep like letting it get boosted up in power like it's not sunsetted or anything, um so I just keep 
upgrading it even though i know like it there's so many better options out there or there's a better role of that particular gun but i just i can't let go of it um it's just it's just my it just feels me it just feels more like me so i'm like all right i'm just i'm gonna keep using it or um or like an assassin's creed i i have a particular style and i do very my very best to play in that particular style and i have done that consistently through every single game that I've they're not the same through. game anymore man exactly they, they've changed a lot. And that's <laughs> the point is that once it once origins came and it became more rpg like um with the free roam and everything i still insisted on trying to play it like an original assat like o- the older games but and why? so it's just it just because they're very feel... different games <laughs> exactly they're they're, com- they're completely different games but mark is the same exactly and also he's I not just... the same <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i insisted on on doing this just because it, it just it felt it felt like the, this is the this is the title of the game that i've been playing for years I understand. I thought, I thought the, this the was the creed. I thought this was the Assassin's <laughs> Creed. I'm following it. Why are you changing it? It's like I, I, I've known it to be a certain style, a certain way for so long, and then they go and change the formula. And I like the new formula. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it very much. But I'm so ingrained in playing it in a particular way that, like, now when I'm playing, like, Odyssey or Valhalla, I had to learn to adopt my or to adapt my my play style so it would fit the game more so I wouldn't get as frustrated because if if there's one thing about me is that if I don't do something or execute something a way that I'm satisfied with or the way I wanted it to I will go back and I will restart the checkpoint I've had to do that so many times in The Last of Us Part Two, where I had to go. I actually had to quit to the main menu and replay the chapter. You didn't have to. Oh, you didn't have to, Mark. <laughs> also, but he had it, to. It's interesting that you have that experience, Mark, because I don't notice a difference in my play from any of the Assassin's Creed games, even though they're very different games. I just I don't know what people's like difference. Like, well, yes, they are Laura, more open world. You got to play like, eighty or ninety more times before you can really. <laughs> Right. You gotta live right. and breathe the creed. But you know what? I don't got time to to play it eighty or ninety more times when I'm like doing all the stuff for Odyssey and Valhalla. <laughs> but but I I like this one, Mark, because because I think you said you you realized I'm just struggling by trying to by, by not mm-hmm. by not coming into like by not adapting. Um, basically right it's like it is hurting me to stay with these old old ways and and you still stuck with it for a while right you tried <laughs> until it got so hard which is it which is what i think right i mean i mean I, I we know it, that's what a, happens it's a great of the other side metaphor yeah. of like tears the kingdom not using the new powers is not necessarily holding you back but it is making it like not as fun because you're not playing in the new space and then with assassin's creed is like i'm actively making this worse for myself so it's like both directions is like your pattern of behavior like the context can change and therefore it's less efficient 
but not like it's not bad it's just less efficient or it could be like this is actively harming me now and go both directions i like that and i think that is mark is it is it like is it automatic for you that you just start playing it because you're so used to it or are you consciously trying to not adopt a new way I think when Origins I came think it's out, both. I, I think, think it was accidental when, the first time, Origins, and then it was, it was like, yeah, "I'm going yeah. to do it my way." Yeah, Damn it. I think when when Origins came out, that's it was more of a conscious effort, and I think that's why Origins. While I really enjoy the game, and I ended up enjoying it, it really put a sour taste in my mouth because I kept struggling by trying to play it the way I was used to playing the games and I kept trying to put forth that active effort to continue to play it in that way and sometimes it would work sometimes it would be fine and other times it just wouldn't and then I would get frustrated and then I would let myself die and I'd restart it and I'd restart the whole area again um just because I was insistent on wanting to do it this particular way. Um, and there are times when I would just sit there in like a, a hiding area for like five minutes watching the guards trying my best to to play it in the way that i want to and w- when i beat origins i was like okay good i'm done with it and then odyssey came around and that's where it it started shifting for me where i remembered my old frustrations and then the game also didn't really give me a whole lot of opportunities to play it the way i wanted to or the way i was used to <laughs> game design so, so I started sh- so that's when the shift started happening and while subconsciously I'll still try to play it the old way I'm Are not you as- trying or is it just I- happen- that's that's where like nowadays like with Valhalla I wasn't trying to do it that way just fall I would subconsciously do it but I would fall back into those old routines yeah. but when things didn't go the way I wanted to I was like okay well you know what I got a couple of axes I'm just gonna swish swish and you know <laughs> then it's done we're good mm-hmm. we're fine mm-hmm. and I'm I, it becomes a little bit more of like okay I'm more comfortable with the idea of I can try to play it like more sneaky but if I screw up the sneakiness unless it's like messing up like an assassination opportunity or something like that I, I don't really care they're going to die regardless. I'm going to swing my axes or my swing my hammers, you know, whichever I prefer. Josue, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was the Mida multi-tool. Yep, yep, I looked it up. It was the Mida multi-tool. Yep, thank you. Yep, yep, <laughs> as well. It, it, it was I thought the time, it, too much time had passed, but name. I appreciate it. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. The multi-tool um, that you were not using as a multi-tool. No. I mean, technically it had perks mm-hmm. because there was a submachine gun as your sidearm that you could also use and then it would have an additional perk when you bo- use them both it would make you faster which I think it was worth it but still at some point it wasn't worth it anymore um, <laughs> there's there's a uh, again I, I think there's a lot of gaming examples of this that are that are I think gaming is, really is cool. perfect for this conversation because so much of it is around like learning behaviors and then applying them in certain situations and I do think it's also a really great opportunity to think about your favorite games, especially if they are a series game like Legend of Zelda or Assassin's Creed, um, and looking at how game designers are making choices in order to combat that very thing that people do, which is they will revert to the thing that they learned before. And so it's like, how do I teach them this new thing and get them to use it? Is like that's a whole that's a whole field of game design. 
<sighs> okay, so for Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. I bought a new controller. Yeah. Third-party controller. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. With back buttons so I can uh, program things. And I also bought new face buttons for it. So that because every time I switch from another console to the Switch, the A, B, X, Y thing just messes me up. Yep. And right now, I, I remapped the buttons on my Pro Controllers. Uh, and But the game doesn't reflect. You can't do that in the game. And I am... I can't That's tell, so honestly, mean. at this point. <laughs> look, I can't tell at this point if i'm if it's easier or harder because <laughs> still in some moments i'm like oh press x oh but x i mapped it to the right uh, to the left thumbstick and but i'm like no. oh but the game mm-hmm. doesn't tell me right so i think the game is easier but there's still moments where i'm like wait what what happened and control schemes that's something that happens all the time um there was th- there are some games that have legacy controls right you'll see it's like hey do you want to play like the old games or do you want to mm-hmm. play the new modern uh away and then Sometimes you just start playing and you're like, why doesn't, like, what is it? No Man's Sky? Like, it has the, the, the crouch and sprint backwards on the, on the, on the right and left thumbstick. Like, for most games, right? Like, you crouch with the right. I'm like, oh no, wait, what? Mm-mm. Why? And every single time I go back to it, it, it messes me up. And sometimes it's important to have those legacy controls because I think there are certain games. I don't know which game I'm thinking of, but there's ones where, like, I will completely screw up whether I'm running or shooting. Like, mm-hmm. and those are two very different things that are mapped yeah, to the yeah. opposite things. And so that's like my uh, my idea with the keyboard, right? When I'm learning to type with the keyboard, I learn to do it one way and to switch it and and try it this new way is going to make me way less efficient and slower and screw up the game. So I do need to go back to that legendary mode, you know. The legacy, legacy mode. Legacy mode. Yeah. Not yeah. legendary. I yeah. was looking at legendary weapons <laughs> over here. <laughs> legendary legacy. So the few other examples I was thought of, I'll try to just like uh, bring them up quickly. One is Fortnite. Um, Fortnite is not just a, sh- a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. right? Like the building mechanic is so important. or It is important. You realize it's important when you come up against somebody that all of a sudden built a whole barrier, built a house around them, and built these this whole tower in the time that it took me to reload. And you're like, oh right, like we're we're not even we're we're not even playing the same game. Like this person just Mm -hmm. protected themselves and their team and like did all this bunch of stuff. They came around, they built a castle. (laughs) Just it's it's one of those things. And and I I every time like I don't spend enough time building and so usually when i play i'm just going around and you know there isn't anybody for the first you know few minutes when you're playing and by the time you get to the mayhem piece where it's full of people like that's not the moment for me to learn how to build so i, I never know <laughs> the build. beginning of it is when you're supposed to build yeah mm-hmm. yep. or going to another thing but i just like i'm so used to at this point you know some of us have decades of playing these types of games and so it's like, oh, but I can build what? And I like, I think I should because otherwise I'm never going to get ahead in Fortnite um, if I don't if I don't learn to use those. Um, and the the final one I'm thinking of is uh, like fighting games. Uh, every fighting game. I just uppercut, first thing, uppercut, 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 uppercut. For me, it's uppercut. I do a Hadouken. <laughs> I, do, I try to do a Hadouken move every time. Quarter circle to the front and punch button. 
if you thankfully <laughs> in almost every game some character uh that is a special move for them <laughs> if you if you ask me to play smash bros i will gladly say yes and i will pick kirby and i will down b forever yep. i'm a brick yep, yep. <laughs> i'm a brick landing on your head <laughs> like street fighter 6 is about to come out and it's a very different game than street fighter 2 um there's so many different versions of street fighter and some of the things are very subtle but some things are like huge differences but still like i will i'll always default to a to a quarter quarter circle to the front and uh and a b there's actually like four basic moves that any fighting game i i i play i i do those four moves and if i pick the character that like a lot of characters that's not that's not at all how to play those um but i just think it's funny that that's like so so programmed in yeah yeah yeah. any other examples you want to share that kind of that might serve to to help people have some of these conversations or um look at it from different perspectives I I just want to say I think that this is an opportunity for our listeners to one reflect on uh, the habits behaviors in their lives and and the way that they have changed them or they haven't changed them and to be kind to yourself when you are trying to change something and it's not going as fast as you want it to or it's much tougher than you thought it would be like yeah, it's fucking hard. Like, be nice to yourself. Um, But also, as to what you were just saying about Fortnite, recognizing that many people that you are encountering in your life are forming these behavior habits right now in this moment, and some people are working off of 30 years of building and maintaining a behavior set. And so recognizing, like, and being compassionate towards people um, recognizing that, you know, it's like, is this something that you're learning right now and trying out? Or is this something that you've been doing it this way for a hundred thousand years? And now somebody's like, Hey, maybe you should change it. It's like, that's tough. Yeah. All of a sudden you're 40 years old. And then now, you know, <laughs> everybody's are 40 years different. old. <laughs> and now we gotta, we gotta learn new behavior. Oh man. <laughs> and <laughs> the argument that old dogs can't learn new tricks is wrong. We can always be learning, yes. always be growing. It just takes time. And there are plenty of places where we should learn and grow um, as people. So I learned to whistle. Like with, hmm. like finally I've been able to whistle within the last month after spending my, my sister makes fun of me because uh i taught her to whistle like mm-hmm. i knew the mechanics i knew i knew <laughs> i knew the then theory you forgot. Mm-hmm. no 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 i knew oh. i just could i was just never Physically able to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. and so it was something that i've, I've always just been like <laughs> i can never i can never whistle and then do it I just show really, really, really do it now blowing <laughs> Woo! Oh, wow he did it <laughs> have a couple different whistles working on my bird calls but that's that's exactly what i what i told my sister i was like yeah you can't teach an old dog new tricks um if i don't do it uh repeat you know often will i forget maybe maybe. i don't know (laughs) but at least i know i know i know i know my uh my my face is capable (laughs) of of putting everything in the right position to to (laughs) to make the whistle happen um yeah but th- thanks, Link, for that point. Uh, yeah, it's hard. That's kind of the point. It's hard, and we don't even notice that it's happening sometimes, but it's happening to us all the time, mm-hmm. even in the games that we're playing. So, uh, yeah, just like in games, the more you practice, 
it took me it took me like 80 hours of playing monster hunter to start integrating um all the power-ups and healing potions and all that stuff that are integral to the to the game obviously not necessary but once i started doing that things got a lot easier but it took like 80 hours to to learn that so yeah yeah also the whole thing with the um tears of the kingdom just the last thing the thing that made me realize like oh wait a minute there's other ways to do it was i think i saw it, it i think it was saw a tiktok where like you know like i'm just walking up a mountain or, or, or like i can't beat these uh macoblins and then you go on tiktok and it's like oh yeah somebody built a flying car and someone else built a giant machine gun <laughs> i was like oh yeah right i forgot i could do stuff like that <laughs> oh okay okay you know sometimes it just takes like being reminded to kind of reactivate the and and you know and recall that you can recall perspective and having someone else how does somebody else do it right yeah yeah that's helpful too yeah but recall you can recall 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 when, yeah yeah all right everybody give us your examples let us know if any of these resonate with you or if you end up using these with your clients or, or um self-reflection friends family students let us know in any of our community spaces the links are in the show notes for more geek therapy visit geektherapy.org remember to geek out and do good i'll be back next week mm, bye bye geek therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture to learn more about our mission and become a supporter visit geektherapy.org